This is the Uncensored Podcast with Robert Pepo. Do you think people will vote for me? What's up, everybody? This is Robert Pepo. This is episode like 46. Um, I appreciate you guys rocking with me. I haven't been doing this as frequently because there's so much actual business stuff going on that I've talked about this whole time on the podcast that has come to fruition that requires a massive amount of effort, right? And I often have said in my podcast that all these things require this insane amount of work ethic, right? That's what I've come to. And there's a time and place to be able to do these things and give it all the energy and effort required to give out valuable content and valuable information. And then there's a time and place to put that energy and effort into the business that's creating the opportunities, that's generating real revenue that requires a whole bunch more right? But this is an update time. Lots of things have been happening. So I'm going to detail a few of those. And I don't often like read from an article or use guides and shit. It's very authentic and I just get right to it, right? Um, I know my subjects. If I'm going to talk about it, I'm well in tune with what to say, how to position things and all that. But today there's a pointed topic that'll allow me to use this and give valuable information because of it. So mainly, I want to discuss that Subway has positioned themselves to sell or have sold, um, you know, pending a few details to Rourke Capital, which is a major restaurant brand. Um, It's some company that I've looked up to, Um, you know, when we go for our big end goal to exit um, and things like that. They currently own Jimmy John's and now have acquired or are basically in the process of acquiring Subway. Some of the details have come out, right? And, and I want to discuss them because I felt a range of emotions based on this. Um, good, happy, sad, mad. Um, kind of threw me all over the place, you know, trying to really tie things together, understand it, you know, because I study these things. Um, you know, if you're going to be in, involved and go to a high level in your industry, you should be studying the things that are happening, who's doing what, um, and all that. So I do that, right? And I have my own opinions on things, that doesn't matter. I have my own judgments. That doesn't matter. I like to go with facts, what has happened, um, how they've done this, what, what did they do wrong here? You know, how do I apply those things, right? So this is just one of those cases. Um, but it's very much where we are at today and going forward. And it tells me a lot, um, shows me a lot, makes me feel a lot. It makes me think, it pushes me, it pulls me. Um, and that's what I'm going to detail here today. And hopefully you can pick up on some of these things and apply it to yourself, your life, your thing, right? My goal is to always add value to you, whether you do restaurants or not, whether you're involved like I am in my stuff or not, we can pick up on these things. And I try and tie that into real life or business as a whole. Okay. So anyway, we come across this article um, and it was shared to me by a few people several times. And, and I knew that something was happening. Um, And oddly enough, we've made some connections with some people um, through my various networks that I've worked hard to establish to have, you know, direct contact with or work with people that own many groups and Subway included own, you know, a handful of them. Um, You know, so we have this direct insight, you know, so I am tied to it in some way and not even in a competition way, which is the coolest part, Um, more so in a mutual understanding and acknowledgement standpoint. Um, which is great. We've positioned our brand like that and people understand that. Um, And I'll give kudos to anybody doing their thing. I support you. I've said that before. You know, some people don't understand that, but it's true. I don't see it as a competition. 
I, there is direct competition, of course, and there will be going forward. And I'm conscious of that and I recognize it. Um, but when you have people n near you that know other people and do these things, it's not. Um, and there's enough out there for everybody. You just need to kill it, get to it, right, and, and put your best foot forward so you can achieve that. But, you know, nonetheless, these things are near and dear to me, um, and they have, you know, real applicable ways that they help, and you can apply these things today. <clears throat> so uh, Rourke Capital is a massive um, private equity firm. Um, they buy a bunch of companies. They own a bunch of companies. And uh, it is not uncommon for restaurant groups to position themselves to sell to a larger company um, that can take them to the next level. <clears throat> it's very, very well known. It's a strategy. It happens all the time. Um, I have about 10 of those companies that I will look to when the time is right, you know, in eight to 10 years from now, um, to position us for an exit. Okay. I often talk about the hundred million, right? That's my goal. That's my marker. It's a realistic number. And that's the first point I'm going to talk about. Um, Subway's massive and they're huge, right? Um, but they started with one store. They started with Fred DeLuca at 16 years old and walking himself into um, a sub sandwich place and the owner being like, here, if you want to buy this, you can buy this and go do your thing. <clears throat> and he was young and he said, yes, right, obviously. And then it develops into Subway, right? But he did not know at 16 anything that he had to know probably going forward, but he was ambitious uh, and knew that he had youth and energy on his side and a business and he came up in it. So that was all he knew basically. <clears throat> Same sort of scenario as me, um, but I didn't apply it till slightly later, right? But put that in perspective. He, at 16, comes into a company. And now, many years later, as the article states, six generations later, six uh, decades later, um, sells for $9.6 Okay, So whatever his initial investment was, very low in comparison, and has grown it to that level. Now, they have had, obviously, massive help, a huge company, They've built that along the way, no doubt about it. <clears throat> but when I look at that, okay, it's been done. Bet. When I look at nine billion, 100 million is nothing. It is pennies in comparison. That means Rourke Capital or others like them have no problem purchasing you, right? If you're a value add, if your shit is straight, if it's a good investment, if you're new, if you're doing something well, um, if they see growth potential. So that brings me to my second point. If they see growth potential. Well, Subway's been in a decline, and that's not my um, opinion. That's facts. That's facts through being uh, you know, a public company. You can check the information on the franchises and all that, and the growth rates of companies. Uh, um, mine as well, you can check. And so that's well-known and well-documented. Plus, we have direct access and proximity to um, people that own or, or a person in a group that owns 13. Um, and, you know, they are not doing as well as they used to do. They are looking to offload some. And it is in decline. And he, <clears throat> this gentleman, articulated some of those reasons. Okay, well, overall, I've seen other subways close too, right? So, so just being out in the market, seeing this happen, right? Same thing with Quiznos back in the day. But Rourke Capital obviously has seen some value add. Right, they somebody presents a value proposition. Uh, they present a price. They, you know, wanted ten million. They got, I'm sorry, ten billion, and they got nine point six. And who knows what where they end up? But um, 
they obviously basically got what they wanted. And that says to me, my $100 million goal is not outlandish. It is not far-fetched. And if anybody's listening has big goals, don't let anybody tell you yours is either, okay? When you put it in perspective and look out into the world and see what other people have done, are doing, what goes on, what's reality, you can make that your reality. Just because it isn't someone's reality today around you, most people aren't around people that have 100 million or done anything even close to 100 million of anything, let alone 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. But it does happen, <laughs> and it is real. And I have this unique understanding of it being very real. Um, our business does good, okay? Not going to deny that. I think it's a good thing, and I think talking about it is a good thing. Um, but when I say 100 million, that is to not only one Time myself to a real tangible end goal. What am I working for and why am I saying that number? And I have my reasons for saying that actual number. That number means to me what I want and what I want to do with that afterwards. Uh, that means to me I've studied the market and know what restaurants sell for at 25 to 50 stores because it has happened already with the numbers that we do, with these other things tied in, with growth potential, with how our paperwork is structured, I see that, so I did that. This makes it real. And I need that tangible result to push me, okay, to get me to that next level, to, to get me up in the morning, to do these things, right? I'm a driven person, but I'm a driven, driven person because I attach real tangible opportunity and things to that that I know I can get to and I know I can achieve, so then I do that thing. If you're off working with, you know, um, even if you have the positivity and the ambition, but you don't know what you're working for, you may not be able to connect the dots all the way up, but I did that, and then I connected the dots all the way back to be able to execute and pull it off. Because you can dream all day long, but you have to wake up and make that shit a reality, okay? That's the point here. So when I see that, it's very real because it is nothing in comparison to what other people have done. It's massive for us, my family, the people around us, the people involved. It's excellent for that, and it's achievable, because it's pennies to what other people have paid and done, okay? I need to keep the value, keep the brand, keep the integrity, keep the people, keep the structure, and grow it, of course, and do the work to do that. But the foundation is built. The foundation is there. The energy is there. The people are there. Now it's time to do it, and we are, and we have. So that's, that's the second point. But I mentioned that, you know, I, I believe Subway's in a decline based on the facts, what's put out there, what it's true. The article says it. Even though they've closed stores, you know, Roar Capital sees the potential. Okay, well, well why? So then I, and I look at it that, well, they own Jimmy John's too, okay? They own Jimmy John's. They're going to acquire Subway. They're going to monopolize, <clears throat> monopolize the market, right? They, they will take these supply chains, the logistics, um, the purchasing power and apply that and become profitable and use their systems and processes that they've built through Dunkin' Donuts, which is another one, um, Buffalo Wild Wings, Arby's that they own to really dominate and bring it to the next level, which they can do and which they will do. And I understand that they purchased Subway for those things as much as they did for the making sandwich part of their business. Okay. A lot of people, and it's well known, know that McDonald's owns a lot of property, second only to the Roman Catholic Church. Well, that's a huge value add, right? So they 
by the business model as much as the product, as much as the systems, as much as the structure, as much as the logistics, as much as all of uh, the uh, IP that they have or IT uh, and all that connected to it, right? That these big brands have created within themselves, right? And so now they have access to that to apply to all their other brands, right? So these value propositions are multi-level value propositions that these uh, big businesses and high-level people think about, see, and acquire for other reasons other than just owning Subway that by all intents and purposes is kind of like the lower part of our market segment. And what they bring to the table isn't really unique and that great anyway. <clears throat> we all know um, that people, if you ask them, would probably say Pepos is a better sandwich. I, w- I would have to agree. Um, and there are other leaders, you know, Jersey Mike's, Potbelly, um, that are that are they're actually doing what I would say well and, and and positioning themselves as a good sandwich in the brand in, in the market and with their branding and all that. But they purchased Subway for all the other reasons too. So I'm like, okay, bet. <clears throat> I better make sure that my systems and processes, um, logistics, um, the use of tech, my trademarks, uh, my proprietary blends of seasoning and all that is as strong as my customer base, which is as strong as my growth potential in my multiple franchises and all my units performing well. They look at all of these metrics. Well, I was conscious of that early on to build it, hence why I built it. And as we grow, I'm going to be refining these things so I can really make sure when it's time that I think it's time to exit, we do, and we are in a strong position to do so. So I'm learning as I see all things happening. It's not only one confirming what I uh, you know, researched and knew going forward to build this, um, but I want to make sure that I'm refining those all the way up because it's just as important, all right? So when you look to yourself or what you're doing, these things are so multi-layered, and if you're on top of that and ahead of it, you can set yourself up for success. That's the whole point, right? Getting yourself, your people, your family, your friends in a good position. That's what I'm doing. And that's what I've seen them do and see other people doing. So I'm going to do that as well. Okay. And I'm going to do it as best as possible and and bring people around me that can do that. So that that was another part of the article. Let me skim through here and see a few of these other parts. Um, Boom. Revenue 9.8, 2022. um, Announced... uh, what the CEO is going to do. Cool. Um, you know, so it just goes, goes on to talk about, you know, what they're going to do after that, which is continue to grow, um, their, their brand, uh, the subway brand under their, um, proven franchise system model. So that's cool. So they know how to position them to get to that next level. There's, there's so many things that I can do today that positions me as you know, a value add to them ready for growth in eight to 10 years. So I'm looking that far out. Here's where I think people have a misstep. It's easy to get lost in the today. You need money today, right? We have bills, things. We have to deal with that today. So you're working day to day, week to week, month to month even, or people want that short term, you know, I can do it. I do too. We can sign a bunch of franchisees today. Okay. I can get aggressive as fuck. But if, but if I miss something along the way, I will either have to redo it anyway. It might slow down or tarnish our brand and reputation or money, even capital, you know, use expenses, all that. So I'm looking much more longer term. And here's what I think. 
people are too patient and or don't risk enough. The reason I see that as a negative trait is that there could be opportunities around you that take a little bit longer that might not produce for you today immediately, but they will 10 times, 100 times what you are doing today and what you could do in the future. And, and, I, and I work my hardest to kind of present that opportunity, right? Because I want good people around. I want people to be in the opportunity, joining me, doing it because you're stronger as a team, right? And I'm trying to position ourselves as that because I've proven the foundation, I've proven the model, and we can do that. And a lot of people get lost in the, well, you know, I make sandwiches. That's, you know, I don't want to work in a restaurant. I don't want to do sandwiches. Our model, just like Subway, Jimmy John's, anybody else, has so many layers of positions and different things to do that what I've done is bring these people around, fill in these spots that I don't have yet or I'm not good at or I shouldn't be focused on as a CEO and fill those spots in. And then when we get to that level, everyone raises up along the way. Right, And we filled in all of these spots from um, purchasing vendors, advertisement, marketing, running of a store, territory manager, locations, general contracting, all these things I want to bring like in-house into this power team. Okay, And so what I want, what, what I have to stress to people is if you're good at something, just because um, the thing that you might see today from us, for instance, is making sandwiches. That doesn't mean tomorrow your thing that you're good at cannot be utilized and really there and put in place to strengthen the brand. And so when you look around to your friends and family, add to each other, okay? This is, you know, it it almost makes me upset and sad to see people not able to see certain things happening. And I often say it's a blessing and a curse how I see things. Um, because I can see what people are good at, what they do, what they could do with this and, 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 you know, maybe try that. And, I definitely see it for me, and I don't do that selfishly. I do that because I know where we're going, and I know that that can be a win for everybody involved. And when you can do that, you get to these, these numbers like the 100 million or the 10 billion, you know, and, and, and plenty of other companies have sold for massive amounts of money. And Chipotle at one point to McDonald's for 260 million investment, right? They brought people together who were good at their thing. They had the right people in the right places to do these things. I'll finish with this. Look around, create that power team, add value to some motherfucker doing it or, or offer yourself to somebody doing it and see if there's some value for you and for them, a, some win-win position that you guys can get to that really elevates everything altogether. And if you do that, I believe you can go so much farther than what you think you can do today on your own because it's very hard to do it on your own. I have known now, and I knew this before, that I cannot do this alone. I stress that to the employees every day that you are directly tied into the success and you can take this as far as you want to. I say to my friends, my family, and most of the time it falls on deaf ears, but I will not stop because I will not stop on my path and I see this and I've watched it happen. It will be those who, who understand it with me and who come along who, who get that ultimate win-win and I wish it for everybody in your thing, whether it's with me or not, and me to you, whether I'm with you or not. Do that and your success can be much greater and you tie people in and then you're together with it and you see this thing happening and it's, it's such a powerful thing to be surrounded by those people that, that want to see you win, that help you win and that you can help them win. It's a win-win. 
So again, I appreciate you guys always rocking with me. It's fun to do this, coming back at you. There's another one coming next weekend. So please look forward to that. It's going to be a different one. Um, we're going to be uh, down in Florida recording a podcast, which is going to be super fun. Um, and, you know, so stay tuned for that one. I'll have some more information about when the next store is coming up very soon here. Um, but thank you guys. I appreciate you. And like always, let's fucking get it.